Welcome to Steps, a podcast celebrating people and their stories. Far too often, we don't give people the opportunity to share their journey, where they've come from, what they've overcome, and the amazing things that have happened in their lives. That's what we're going to do on Steps. We'll have real conversations with real people to understand how they've gotten to this place in time. Confucius said, the journey of 1,000 miles starts with a single step. So, let's start this journey. My name is Steve Venzel. I'm a former college volleyball coach who has a passion for stories. In particular, other people's stories. Our conversation today is with Lucy Curvelli. Lucy has a passion for content creation, social media marketing, community events, and pushing industries forward. Lucy is Mexican-born and Los Angeles-raised. She came to the U.S. at age three, fighting through adversities any female minority faces living in underprivileged communities. Lucy's family is everything to her. She's worked hard to get a degree and prove that women like her can create space and rooms that were not built for them. As a creative, Lucy's worked leading projects with brands like Adidas, Reebok, and many more. Currently, Lucy is the head of socials for a sneaker gaming app called Aglet. In her role with Aglet, she has made it a priority to represent Latinas in tech and sneakers. As a freelance photographer and marketing consultant, Lucy's helped Spanish-speaking business owners, including her parents, find the right resources not only to remain open, but to help their businesses succeed online and thrive. Quick disclaimer, Lucy and I talk a bit about cryptocurrency and the NFT space. None of our conversation is financial advice. Please seek professional investment advice and do your own research. Now, let's get into the conversation with Lucy. Lucy, how are you? What's up, Steve? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And again, for those of you that are not watching this, I'm going to tell you, you need to go over to the YouTube just so you can see the background that I see behind Lucy. Lucy, are you a sneakerhead? Nah. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, hey, how about why don't you tell your tell our listeners where you're at right now, and then uh, I kind of go and I, I do want to, we're we're not getting away from those sneakers in the back, but okay. tell us where you're at and what's going on right now. Yeah, just a little background. I'm currently in LA. Um, I am in the middle of my work week. We're doing this amazing podcast. I'm so excited to be on and tell you a little bit more about me, my story obviously share a little bit more about sneakers and talk web three, maybe metaverse. And Ooh. I don't know some other things, man, we're good. I have a feeling that we are going to go all over the place. And I think that's the coolest part, right? Like that's where, where energy goes, conversation can flow. So like you're in LA, you're in the middle of work week. Yeah. Let's, let's start like work, right? Because I know we're going to jump around, but like, what is it that you do? And I know that there's multiple things that you do, but Let's kind of jump off. What's an, what's your work week and what are you doing right now? Yeah, so I work full-time consulting and handling and leading content for Aglet as their community manager. Aglet app is a product. It is a an app. It's a gaming, sneaker gaming app for sneakerheads and anyone who wants to be a part of the culture. Um, it is something that we are building. Uh, it's been p- being been built for the past two years. And our goal is to basically bring in metaverse experiences into the world and, you know, bring products and bring people together and community together. 
Um, but I'm so, so excited to share more about it because I feel like I've shared a little bit about it here and there. Um, I've been doing some Twitter spaces conversations where I've shared a little bit more, but I feel like people don't really truly understand what Aglet is. And it's more than just a gaming like app. It's more than that. Um, it allows people to learn about sneakers if they've, you know, always wanted to learn about them. It allows, you know, the youth to grow into um, a, a community and to see themselves as people that can belong in that community, right? Like, I think for a long time, sneakers has been a very gatekeepy type of industry mm -hmm. where only the elites and the people with the ni nicest sneakers and the you know most expensive sneakers are the cool people and they're the only ones allowed to cop and you know do all the things and flex and shit but i think that when you bring it back to its core sneakers has always been about expressing yourself and expressing who you are whether you're wearing them in real person in real life or where you're whether you're wearing them in the metaverse and we wanted to add the digital layer to the real world to really bring all of those things together and allow people to see that all of their favorite things can coexist so creating um building trading selling and learning about sneakers all of those things can 100 coexist on this app along with so much community our players um we right now we're gaining about a thousand players every day which is so oh. So freaking exciting. I, I don't even know how we're doing it. We just started with this small, like little, little team and we're just continuing to grow. And I think that the possibilities for what we're going to do are endless. Yeah. I just, you know, it, five years from now. Five, I mean, five years from now, nobody's going to know where the hell we're at and what's going on. I mean, you like, there are so many things in just in the first couple minutes that we've chatted that you talked about that, like, I mean, metaverse you know you're talking digital we're talking sneakers we we've got stay tuned listeners because we are going all over the place and this is going to be fun because again what we're what i've tried to do and with steps it's sharing people's stories their passions so that way we can educate people on kind of journeys and help people level up so like i'm gonna we're gonna get to metaverse we're gonna get to digital but the the base and the core of aglet right is is sneakers and again I want to know how did you get into like how did you become a sneaker head? How did you immerse yourself in the space? And all right now, before we get into that, I want to know like top two, three sneakers of yours of all time. What are your favorites? Mm, that's a, a really hard question. I love all sneakers, but my number one, and I will never let this one go, it has to be a K-Swiss classic. And it is a retro sneaker. I don't know if you remember what it looks like, but it's very familiar. Like it's very similar to like a continental, kind of like a mm -hmm. superstar and like a Reebok classic, like uh, uh I don't know why I'm missing the the name, but sure, sure. It's a it's a classic sneaker, it's a classic K-Swiss and nice white and crispy and the only reason why that is still my number one is because that was like my way of getting into sneakers at a really young age when i could not afford sneakers like those were the ones like you could get the buy one get one half off yeah. the black and the white you know like that's where my mom was helping me shop or i was buying a lot of sneakers at the swap meet bootleg mostly 
all of them. Um, but you know, that was just like where I kind of, you know, started my second favorite sneaker of all time is Jordan 14. It's like my favorite silhouette. It, I, I currently have one of my favorite, uh, designers, Alayli May, who did her latest collaboration with Jordan. And I was able to cop that sneaker, but no that's my number two. And my number three is a classic superstar. I cannot ever go wrong. Adidas was where I kind of got my foot in the door into the industry. And it's like, you know, it's a classic. It's a, it's, it's like more than just a sneaker. Like it has so much history to it. You know, you think back at run DMC, that's mm -hmm. really the only reason why the superstar is even a thing. Like why sure. that's so huge. Um, and you know, it, th those are my top three, but well, keep keep going with it because well, and again, so but you talked you talked like superstar, you talked Adidas, like you're you know, like so you kind of gave us a small evolution of you know, like your journey and your sneaker your sneaker journey, but like let's keep going with that. Like I want to go like superstar Adidas. You said that was kind of your foray. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So uh, after college, um, I moved to Philly. And I wanted to apply to the same job <laughs> in case I had, honestly, I was just like, I want to do that. Um, and I had for a while when I was, when I finally got to college and I was able to start actually buying sneakers, I started collecting a little bit heavier. And mm -hmm. then when I met Geza, it was over for me. Like, it was like <laughs> you know, I went downhill. Like I was like, stop buying sneakers. Like we need to save, but you know, if, if you can't take, you can't take the love out of sneakers for uh -uh. somebody, you know? So I mean, as I, as I look behind you and see, I mean, again, and I, I'd imagine that's only a snapshot, but like, and yeah. again, no, knowing your husband and how like passionate he is about it, I can only imagine like the two of you, we're talking like it power just, couple in sneakers. Yeah. It just became worse. It yeah. got all kinds of fucked up. And we were like, damn, like we need to save. But you know, <laughs> after we figured out the key and started figuring out like, oh, we can actually work in sneakers, not just build content. It was so much different. So that's kind of, let, let me go back to that. So college, yeah. that's kind of where I really started building an actual career for myself and found photography through all of the things that I was doing alongside Geza. And we started just building from there, started figuring how to work with brands, how to talk to brands, how to, you know, manage each different client. And we were really building an agency without knowing it. And for a while, um, it was mostly like, you know, a lot of um, product in exchange for, you know, the pictures or product in exchange for the content. And then I finally hit like a mark where I was like, yeah, I'm getting paid now. <laughs> so it, from there, it took off. Yeah. Graduated college. Geza got his first job out of college with Adidas, landed that job. I thought it was the coolest job ever. So I was like, I'm applying. I don't care. And we were not married. Let's go. Time. So I was like, I'm going to just finesse myself in there. And I did. I landed the job. I knew my shit. So it wasn't like, you know, I was way off. I knew what I was doing. I knew the market. I knew what I was there to do. And I wanted to take it to the next level. And I really think that we did that. And we hit our cap in Philly. It, we did as much as we could do. We spread ourselves super thin in a good way, trying to, you know, make as many sacrifices as possible to move back to LA. That's where I'm from originally. Gaze is from Philly. Right. We always wanted to move to LA and, you know, build something new here. So during my time with Adidas, continue to work on my own with my own separate things, continuing to work with brands. I was working with Reebok a lot because of the sister company. Yep. And then after that, like, once once Geza got his promotion to move out here, 
it just took off into a whole new direction. Um, I started getting into producing. I started getting into directing. And now my skills that I had been building up for so long, they, it, I, I like found a new lane for myself. I was like, wait, I can delegate. Wait, I wait, I'm organized. I'm organized. Like I can do this and yeah. on a whole nother level that I feel like I didn't realize was a path for me, but I started building onto it. And once I figured that out, as soon as like we, we started, you know, building up our clientele, I was like, it's over. I think that this is how I take over. And I've always wanted, you know, all of the different things that I love to coexist. And that's what I'm aiming for. Like, that's always been my goal. I want to continue working with a bunch of different brands. Mm -hmm. I, I love what we're doing at Aglet. I want to continue building that and find my own lane. Like, where do I fit in into all of this? I'm not your typical sneakerhead. I'm not you know, tall, I'm not white, I am mm -hmm. not, you know, a man. And it, it, I just have to find my own lane and figure out like, what, where do I fit in? I don't have to like, follow one type of path or be one type of thing. Like I want to make sure that I have room and space for all of the things that I love too. you know, and 100% just create that path for other people to see too. Like, you know, she didn't have, you know, I don't have to do it this way. I can do it my way. And it works. It, certain things work for different people. But I think for me, it was just always about, you know, see, seeing through my passions and uh, seeking my passions and like pursuing that and always like staying true to that. And I think when, mm -hmm. when you have that, it allows you to see beyond just like the goal, you know, it allows you to see the bigger picture. Sure. Well, and you touched on a whole bunch of different things and I did. <laughs> and I love that, right? Because here's the thing and I know when we were, you know, going talking through and kind of roadmapping a little bit before, right? You're like you get like I'm passionate, you're going to have to stop me and but like that's the I think that's the coolest part, right? And again, anybody that is listening, you can hear that in your voice because you you get animated, you get fired up because here you are and you're on this path and you finally you've realized that this path is for you and it's where you want to go and the possibilities are endless but i i got to imagine and you hit on it cuz you're not your typical sneakerhead and i got to imagine that it wasn't always clear and it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows and energy and all that stuff right i mean Absolutely. We, and i does that tie back to like your upbringing child, like, because again, you admitted that you come from a different path, you've come on a different path. And I think it's worth, I think it's worth sharing because I, I want more people to understand how to go ahead and create their own path, regardless of where they've come from. So if you could, if you could do us a favor and kind of elaborate a little bit on the past a little bit more, I, I think it's very interesting to share. Of course. And I, Grew up in LA, uh, was raised in LA, but I was born in Mexico. I think that's like one of the things that I don't ever really talk about. And I've started talking more about it now when I've, you know, done um, magazine interviews and talked to people on a more personal level, but I don't ever really talk about it. And I think it was because of myself being an immigrant and my parents being an immigrant, it was always a fear of being deported. It was always a fear of, you know, like anyone knowing. And it wasn't until I got to um, middle school, 
like the last year of middle school until we were able to actually become legal U.S. residents. And that worry wasn't there anymore, but it still was always something that I not necessarily hid, but was kind of always hesitant, hesitant to talk about. And I, I think I, um, I feel like it's the most important part of me because it allowed me to see that I was different and that I could be different. And the sacrifices that I had to go through and like the things that I had to go through really matured me and helped me grow up a lot faster than I probably should have. But I'm, I'm so like, I'm so thankful for that. I think my parents did as much as they could. You know, I grew up raising my four little brothers. Um, my three little brothers is four of us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. I'm the only girl as well. And I come from a Mexican household. So it's just, you know, it's like your typical, you know, story. And I'm not the only person that has lived this way and that has been through these things. But I can definitely say that all of those things allowed me to push myself. Like I didn't mm-hmm. ever want to me in that space ever again. And I wanted my brothers to see that there were more opportunities beyond what we were fortunate to have. You know, there's more, there's so much more. And my mom and my dad really allowed me to dream big. I always wanted to be a lawyer. I always wanted to be something big. I always knew that I was going to do something, you know, but I, I, I dreamt so much. And I think that my parents allowing me to live in that environment where, you know, they encouraged me to have these big dreams and encouraged me to be the best in my class and be the number one at everything that I was doing um, really allowed me to like just flow and find my own path and like figure it out. I think being the a daughter of immigrants and being an immigrant, being the first daughter in my family, like being the first one, I have so much pressure to lead and to do something and to be somebody. But that pressure also allowed me to mold myself into the person that I want to be. Like I can't take that pressure off of myself because I feel like I've done my part. I've helped my parents. I've done all the things that I have to do. And now it's time to focus on me. But I'm just so thankful. I'm very, very thankful for that time and all of the the things that I had to go through, you know, just living in underprivileged communities, um, you know, growing up with both of my parents not speaking English and having to translate for them my entire life, um, having really awkward conversations at the doctors, (laughs) telling my mom. Oh, gosh. My mom's telling me, like, you know, tell them this. And I'm like, oh. Do I have to? (laughs) Right? I don't even know. But, you know, all of those things looking Mm -hmm. back now, they're so fun and they're so funny to talk about with my mom. I talk to her about this all the time. I'm like, do you remember when I was eight years old and you took me to a a hospital, not a hospital, um, a clinic to go help you clean? And she was like, yeah, but like, I'm sure she feels so bad about it now, but I'm thankful that she did that. She took me out of like an environment and put me into multiple environments. I was cleaning houses with her in like Beverly Hills. I was cleaning like um, clinics in Culver City and just doing mm-hmm. all the things with my mom. And it taught me work ethic at a very young age. It taught me sacrifice. It taught me maturity and it taught me like resilience. Like I, you have to be resilient. You have to be able to know your worth and know who you are as a person and be strong enough to take yourself out of any situation. And that's what I wanted. She built both of my parents. They built a very strong person. And that's all I have ever wanted to to show you know to like 
also to like show other people and like right. people that have been in those situations or that have come from the same beginnings that I have. It's, it's really empowering. And I hope that it's empowering for others too. I, well, it absolutely is. Right. I mean, again, because I go back to you when you talking about the prototypical sneakerhead, and I'm going to, I'll bring it full circle, but tall, white, male. I'm like, and again, like, and I know that I come from a place of privilege growing up in, you know, white middle-class suburbia in Ohio and all that. And where I'm going with this is like your story. And again, this is one of the reasons why I created steps is, is, is a story that is common out there, but doesn't get told. Your story is one that is one of perseverance and sacrifice and growth and triumph and all of these things that doesn't normally get told. So for me, the biggest thing is making sure that people hear it and we shout it from the rooftops and they understand what an amazing person you are, where you've come from and how you can inspire so many others. And, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody that's gone through a similar situation or somebody that can relate based on a different environment that they're a part of, but like, we all have the opportunity to continue to move forward. And I, like, that's what, that's, kind of where the premise of steps came from, right? Like we're constantly trying to move forward and where we've come from, it makes up who we are. It is, it is literally our DNA and we cannot change that. We can choose where we're going and we can take the steps towards it, but all it is, is it's a journey. And like, so I appreciate you sharing those things. Right. And like, I, I don't know if your parents listen to podcasts, but like, I, I want to publicly, like if they listen to this, like, applaud them for how they raised you. Right. Because again, I'm a, I'm a, also a father when we've talked about, like I'm a father of two and I, my, our oldest is a, is a girl Harper. She's my daughter, right? Like to be able to provide the things and do the things that your parents have sparked in you and to encourage and empower. Like those are the things that every father, every person should aspire to do. So like I applaud your parents for what they've done and how they've, given you the tools to grow into the person that you are right now. Like it's, uh, I thank you. <sighs> thank you for saying that it, I'm so proud to be their daughter. I really am. I'm getting like so emotional now, but it's a, it's a, a hard story to tell, you know, there's a lot, a lot of sacrifice. And I talk about it all the time. Like the sacrifice is sacrifice because there really was so much of it, but the reward is so good. I get to help my parents now. I get to, you know, appreciate all those things that I didn't appreciate growing up. I get to bring back opportunities to my people, my culture, my community. And like, that is so much more important than all the shit that I went through. And I'm okay with going through it a hundred times more if this is where I'm going to be. I'm okay with it. And that's what's made you who you are. And I want to go with that, right? Like coming, you talk about, you know, bringing stuff back to your culture, your community and your people. And I know that's a big thing for you. You know, that's one of those things that you pride yourself on and it's one of your driving forces. I, I want to talk about that. So tell, tell me like when you're bringing stuff back, when you're doing that, what does that look like? What, what are you doing? Yeah, I think it's about opportunities and making space for women who look like me and love the things that I do to feel comfortable being in that space and speaking up and having a voice and having a seat at the table. I think it looks like me learning how to do those things and making them possible and then teaching others, uh, you know, that I take on like right now with tip supply, hiring on new interns and hiring on new, you know, people to help us build what we want to build. It's, it's about, you know, 
leading them and uh, allowing them to see that they can do it too. You know, I don't, I don't want to build a team where everyone feels like they have to work for me the rest of their life. I want people to go and build their own thing while they're working for me. Like that's how it should be. And I've always been a firm believer on that. So for, for that reason and for the reason of like what we preach about tomorrow isn't promised, like mm-hmm. I want people to go and do what they love. And I think that my work speaks for itself. My, you know, everything that I put out speaks for it for itself and the people that I impact and the people that I have on my team and the support system that I have, like really genuinely speak for itself to show, you know, for all the work that I've done so far. And I'm seeing people, you know, doing the things that I, you know, encourage them to do. And it makes me so freaking excited. Like, it just makes me happy to see them happy to do something for themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I think life and society and social media has a really crazy way of trying to put you in a box and saying, like, you can only be one thing, you can only go a certain route. And this is the only path. But we are here to create, we are here to be uh, adventurous, we're here, we're not here to be one dimensional, we are here here to be multi-dimensional and that means that I can wear sneakers one day and at night I'm gonna put on some heels like I can do that you know yeah. I can smoke weed and also you know be on a whole panel I can do that I can be professional and break down those stigmas at the same time it's just you know about like accepting and about fully understanding that you don't have to change who you are for anybody else that's that like, I want to put that on repeat, right? Like, I mean, you don't have to change it, but, th- but that's what, that's the challenge with things like social media, with all, like everything you have, everybody feels as though we've got to put this filter on. We've got to do this. We've got to do this because of, it's going to get likes or it's going to do this. Like, no, like I, that's in, in the 23 minutes that we've been talking, one of the biggest things and one of my biggest quick takeaways is Lucy, you know who the hell you are, right? And you know who you want to be and you want to inspire people to do that, right? If more people did that, think about what this world could look like and what we would be able to create and build and do all. So like keep doing that shit. Like that is, oh, all right. I want to go back to tip because you glanced, you broad brush stroked over it, right? So hop in the YouTube. We'll make sure that we link all this stuff, but like tip supply, I want, you to talk about that because that's a big piece of your life, you know, with what you and Gaze are doing and all that. And so fill our, fill us in tomorrow isn't promised. What is it? So tomorrow isn't promised is, has been in the making for about five years now. Um, we started off, I, I said a little bit about it when we were in college, we started working together really heavy and, um, started, you know, just figuring out our way, started building an agency without knowing we were building an agency, um, started with a magazine. We had such amazing support from a lot of college friends and a lot of people that were involved. And then it kind of just like, you know, as we started moving with our own careers, it started evolving and then it evolved completely into what it is now. Tomorrow is not promised a creative agency. And I think that the pandemic more than anything was the kick in the butt that we needed to launch this. We had been waiting and sitting on it for a really long time and just doing freelance work. You know, both of us were working full time. Um, Geza was still working for Adidas. I was working for Vital Proteins. And then, you know, pandemic hit. Things didn't go our way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think like everybody else, they 
we had to figure out, you know, we had to pivot and figure out what was next for us. And tomorrow is a promise was what was next. And we decided to launch it as an agency first and have a uh, like a separate, not entity, but a separate lane for the apparel side of what we wanted to do, which is tip supply. So tip is the agency tip supply is the apparel line. Um, and we're still continuing to build it. This is actually one of our first sample friends and family. Oh, a sneak peek. Yep. It's pretty, it hasn't been seen anywhere else. We haven't Yo, seen We got exclusive. Else. Steps has exclusives. You know it. You know it. And you're getting one of these. It's coming to the mail for you. Oh my gosh. You guys have no idea. We will. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go. That later. But yeah, so we're just building on it right now, gaining a lot of clientele, trying to focus on bigger projects for tip. And then on the tip supply side of things, Geza is leading all of that, all of those efforts, finding our manufacturers and figuring out, you know, how to be in the apparel business. Like we've only been <laughs> in, in sneakers and you don't know the headaches that we've had to go through with manufacturers and finding the right materials and finding the right print and finding the right colors like there's so much that goes into it and i'm just excited for the journey i'm really so proud of geza for all the things that he's doing and how he's been able to take what he loves as well which is fashion sneakers cannabis all of the things that we love and put them in his little baby you know tip is our baby it's like our our little piece of you know of us to the world and i, I think that it's going to be amazing when it launches. We're planning to fully launch in June. Those are early stages, probably a soft launch event followed by an actual online drop. Uh, but we want to launch tip the agency with all of our work, with our family, with our friends. Um, and then the tip supply launch will probably be all apparel friends and family hoodies and friends and family accessories and all of those things will only be available at the launch. And then we'll probably have a, a drop, but I, I, I can't even like, I didn't even realize that we were here. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, it just happened. It just, all of the things have been lining up. And it, I, I honestly am a very strong believer in my faith in God. And I know that he is lining up everything for all of the things that we've done so far. We've put in the work. We've taken on a lot of things for free. We've taken on a lot of, you know, uh, uh, things that, that we, we were risks. And I think that's why we have been able to you make, make it this far because we've believed in ourselves. We've stayed true to ourselves and we've helped the people along the way, you know, like we've built with others. And I think mm -hmm. that that's all it's about. You cannot, you can't do this alone. And we've both figured that out. Like we knew we needed each other, but we knew we needed a team and our support system, the people around us, it's everything. Uh, that's like, I want to, I want to echo that because community is everything. And if we've learned anything over, you know, during the pandemic and all this stuff, right? Again, that's where I, that's where I connected to you and Geza, right? Like when everything happened, people lost sense of community for most of the country, right? Depending on where you were at and all that, but like community belonging and all of that. And I think that's, what's become even more clear to me. And then obviously even just what you're saying is, you know, we need, you need a community, you need a tribe, you need people to surround yourself with to go through life and build and do and create the dreams that you have. And it's not until I took a step back and this is just kind of one of my reflections, right? I joke about it. It was through somebody that I had a conversation with, but like, 
I'm a serial dot connector, right? Like I love to connect dots and be in it with people. And that you and Gaze are uh, cut from a very similar cloth. And I think that's why we gravitate towards each other, but that's also why you've been able to build and do the things that you've done. You've mentioned multiple communities, right? You mentioned the sneaker community, right? We mentioned the metaverse. You mentioned, you know, like that space. And we're going to talk community there. You mentioned cannabis, right? Like these are all areas that are so strongly seated in community. And I, I wanted to like... I wanted you to kind of talk and you can go whichever community or wherever you want to go. But like, as you're building and creating and searching for community, how are you doing it? What are like, what are the things you look for? What are, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think it's about, and I love the way that you said that because I actually like, I, I want to talk about how people see community as separate things and separate industries. But for me, it's about a lot. And I think for Geza too, and I'm sure it is for you too, but aligning on the things that you believe in, the values that you have, and the things that you love. And if you align with people who are hustling just as hard, maybe even harder than you, and who believe that all of those things can be blurred, I want to blur the lines. I don't want it to be like... I'm here with my smoking community and we don't talk about sneakers. We don't talk about metaverse. And then I'm here with my metaverse community and I cannot talk about cannabis. And then I'm here in the sneaker industry and I can really not talk about cannabis because then I'm taking off seating, seating lists. You know, I want to be a thing where all of those things can be blurred and I can talk about all of those things and have conversations and build with people who are interested in the same things. You know, if we're building together, I feel like for me, it's more important that we align on the values and the beliefs and the the love and the passions that we have for the things that we're interested in. I think that's more important to me than building in each individual community. Mm-hmm. I'm building my own. Like, let's all be together. It's all community. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that I think uh, need to happen before all of those lines can be blurred, especially with cannabis and sneakers. But mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that people like me and, uh, you know, other women and other men um, are pioneers and pushing for that so that we can make it more, you know, regular, normal, right. and break down those stigmas, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking only on the cannabis and sneakers, yeah. but you know, well, what are the, but you said you, there are things that need to be done and then you like, absolutely. What, like what? Um, I think that it's really hard for a lot of brands to understand that you can be professional and that you can also smoke cannabis and use cannabis in different ways. It doesn't have to just be smoked. It can be topical, it can be edible. And I think that they just have, you know, a a lack of awareness for the culture, for the community. And it shows, especially when they drop 420 sneakers and don't give any of the prop, you know, the profits back to the community where it belongs. Um, So I don't know, that's just like how I feel about it. It's nothing against the people that work for the brands. I I know people that work for the brands that use cannabis, you know, the big brands. And it's just a stigma that we have to break down. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is by having everybody on board. And the people that are in these, at these brands that have to hide 
the truth about who they are, it's hard. It is hard. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to do that freely and not feel judged or feel like you're going to be looked at less than, or you're going to be looked at like just a bum on a couch, just smoking all fucking day. That's not mm -hmm. who we are. We are professional people who will, maybe we will smoke, but we'll still show up. You know, like mm -hmm. we still, we're still there yeah. and we bring quality. We bring community, we bring culture. And that's what the, their target market is. So I don't understand why, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, cannabis users or, or even cannabis influencers are taken off seating lists, are shunned from, you know, it, and Instagram is a whole nother thing, right? But yeah, right. This is hard. I totally can imagine, right? Because again, and you're talking, so many people are coming out about like the benefits of cannabis and you, you hear it in the news, you hear athletes, you hear all like, I mean, again, I got forwarded a, um, it was a podcast with uh, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's podcast, um, hot boxing. And again, and they started talking about, like he started talking about cannabis and like, and then uh, I forget the guest that was on, but then they talked about like psilocybin and things like, so I think right now we're at this inter interesting intersection, right? And it's, it's kind of new guard, old guard, and to your point, and to use your terms, right? It's it's starting to blur the lines, but the lines are still there, right? And again, it's it's, and I even take it back around, right? Like I, we had this conversation before, but like I've only known working a nine to five job, right? Like that's all, like because again, that's what you go, you, I grew up around. That's what, so that's all I know, right? And that I believe that a lot of the a lot of the issues and a lot of the the lines that are drawn in the sand stem back to, well, that's all I've ever known. That's all that. And it's when people aren't open to conversation to, to sit and understand. And it doesn't mean that they need to partake or do this. It's the openness and it's the understanding. And again, I'm coming back around to that word community, right? Like if you're, or family, right? Like family is something that is very important to me. It's obviously important to you, right? But as you build community, you want it to be an extension of your family because those are, if you're immersing yourself in those spaces, you're immersing yourself around those people, that's an extension of you. And those are the people that make you feel good. Those are the people that help you level up. Like you said, you surround yourself with people that you want to aspire to be. Yeah. So it's, there's, there's a lot of destigmatization, uh, destigmatization and a lot of conversation that can and should be had. I mean, I, prior to moving to Oregon, right? Like, forget about it. I wouldn't have even like thought twice about even being in the conversation or understanding it. But my first, like I was coming out here for my interview and in the car, there was an ad for a dispensary, like on the radio. And I'm like, where the hell am I? Like come, I grew up in the Midwest, right? So it's very different, yeah. but we've been out here five years. So for us to sit and understand, and again, for me to become friends with you and Geza and follow your journey and sit and under, like, I ask Geza a lot of questions in, around the cannabis space because it's not something that I fully understand and that's fine, but like, that's how I'm going to learn. And again, it's up to the individual to decide if it's something that's for them or not, but exactly. like, you don't know unless you ask questions and try to sit and learn. So that's like kind of my two cents on it. Right. And I, I love that. that you're talking about blurring those lines or keeping things out of silos, but I think I do continue to think it's going to take time. I do think so too. Uh, I think we're not necessarily a long ways out. I think that it's going to happen and the more vocal we are about it and, you know, continue building. Like it doesn't matter 
what happens like if they continue to put out 420 sneakers without giving back to the 420 community uh that's it's fine it's going to continue to happen and I, I think that it's just about moving forward and building 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 what we want to see and whether that's with you know any sneaker brands or mm -hmm. myself i'm gonna allow that space for more creators of color and more people who are into sneakers to be able to feel like they can smoke and love sneakers and be professional and have an amazing career and and it's okay it's just about acceptance i think you know it really is and again if we've learned anything over the past two years i think that that's one of those things it is it's about acceptance it's about getting in it with people and being in conversation and understanding different perspectives like that's um, we, we were talking community, we were talking blurring lines, we're talking and there's no space before I go into it. Here's my disclaimer. Lucy and I are not financial advisors. We are not giving anybody financial advice on what anything that we're talking about regarding metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrency. I'll put it in the beginning. I'll put it in the end, but like, I want to go down that path. I want to talk about it because obviously Aglet is a digital community. And then obviously we talk metaverse, we talk all that stuff. So and many people, again, haven't asked the questions, don't understand. So if we're talking about kind of getting people out of the comfort zone, let's let's go to this place next. Yeah, let's go down to the basics. I, I think that the metaverse is this thing that a lot of people are afraid of, especially the older generation. They think that we're going to be stuck in a video game and it's going to be a digital world like Ready Player One and yeah. it's like apocalyptic, right? It's not. It's not at all what we're trying to build. And I don't think that the people who are actually building in the metaverse and building the metaverse. And there's also there's not just one metaverse, by the way, like that. I just want to put that out there. Mark Zuckerberg is not building the metaverse. He's building his own version. His of version, the yep. Metaverse, right? I just think people are just like, they just see things and they're like, oh my God, like they freak out. They start thinking that it's like this schemey, scammy scam. And up until like a couple months ago, I feel like I wasn't even able to have like actual real conversations with people because nobody understood what the fuck I was talking about. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, no, like this is really a thing, but you know, the way and the direction that it's going and what, what I believe will be the metaverse in a few years from now is actually, uh, something that will help you in your everyday life. It's a layer on top of the real world that actually enhances the real world, like your real world experiences. And I like to see this as, for example, being able to, um, I, my, one of the Aglet CEOs and co-founders, Ryan Mullins, used this ad as an example to showcase what a metaverse experience could be like in the future. But mm -hmm. if you think back at like Google Glass and now we have Apple Glasses, being able to use technology and tools available to us to actually be in this digital space, but this digital space and this layer, remember it's a dimension over the real world that we're actually able to like see and, and visualize and, and like not necessarily touch, but see it mm -hmm. through all of this technology that will be available to us. So his example, was going to a cafe with a friend and wearing his Google glasses and being able to see on his Google glasses a pair of uh, Travis Scott sneakers that just came out only in the metaverse and they're on his feet right now, 
and they're like five thousand, ten thousand dollars. But you can only have them in the metaverse. You can only see them through your digital wear. And he doesn't actually have them on. That's what we mean by enhancing, just like experiences, enhancing things that you'll be able to do um, in the real world, but with that digital air added to it. I I think the scare the scary part for people is there's a lot of scary parts for people if we're being and again from an education perspective there's a lot of scary parts so go go ahead let's talk about okay I already kind of covered what what they fear it, the metaverse will be like this this obviously this place where you know people are stuck and just kids and 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 adults playing all day every day that's not what we're trying to build. Um, on the NFT side of things, I think people are scared that it's a fa- a fad and a scam and you sure. know, a, a, a get rich quick scam type of thing. Yeah. And I do believe that some people, um, not all, have definitely used it to their advantage and have made a huge profit off of it because of the boom. I do think that the boom will start to settle every yeah. single day. And we talked about this before, but every single day, I feel like we are learning many new things about the metaverse and many new things are dropping like just yesterday um, or a couple days ago, Microsoft uh, acquiring Activision. Yeah, Activision. That's massive. And again, for people that don't understand that, right? Like companies are taking steps to acquire and partner and do all of these things that allow. And and again, uh, you can correct me because you're more of an expert on the space because I'm continuing to learn and ask the questions, but like the metaverse is essentially, it's a digital extension of our regular lives. And it's a, it's a place that people, it's almost like, it's a di- another digital community. And I keep using that word a lot in our conversation, but. Um, no, it is. It is though. Okay. And so, and my experience, and again, friendly banter back and forth, like I, NFTs, right? Like you asked me a month ago, oh, NFTs, cryptocurrency, like, and again, I, don't know what I don't know. So I start asking questions. I start paying attention to some people and some things going on. And I found myself in two really dope uh, NFT communities. One started by a guy that I used to work with over at Adidas, uh, Zach Soskin. Uh, and he and some people have created what's called High Society. And then by virtue of joining that community, I found another community that I've slowly started to immerse myself in called Jungle Cats, right? And here I am, right? I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you today and like people who are listening going, what the hell is Steve talking about? But what I want to do is I want to take a step back and at least share my experience out of the gate because again, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to many things. I, like, But like this is something that I know is coming, right? It's something that will ha- be a piece of whatever we're doing down in the future to the point even I, I'll take it a step further. Like I was talking to somebody and like tickets, like tickets are going to be NFTs, right? And there's going to have some sort of utility around it. And there's going to have some sort of community around it. And you like, so that's so far my experience with high society. And I'll speak with that more because I've been with them, you know, a little bit longer, but like literally it's a bunch of people in a digital space. We use what's called discord to communicate and message boards and all that stuff. And we purchase essentially JPEGs, right? Like pictures of if what these are, they're called tykes, right? They're, they're guys, guys dressed up. There's girls coming. I'm already pushing them on that, you know, but like, and we build community and we talk about all this stuff. Like we're sitting and working on building like a networking community of, Hey, people that are in this space. Okay. Hey, what do you do? How can we help you level up? How can we help you do this? So like, it's just 
for somebody that loves community and it gets just so just geeked about it. Like that's, that's what I love. And then there's the utility piece of it too, outside of the community, right? Like, so, um, high society is part and I'm driving prime uh, high society is a combination of tykes, uh, my tyke, and then, um, prime society, which is a high end bag company, right? So like part of the membership you get membership cards and then you have the ability to burn those for real life, in-person, tangible goods that is produced by this high-end bag manufacturer. We've heard like being part of high society, there's, uh, they purchased a suite in the metaverse at, you know, within one of these spaces to where, okay, hey, you can all, to your point, you can be in a coffee shop. This member of the community can come in and you can watch sports together. You can do this. So like, it's very, very new to me. My wife laughs at me and doesn't like, I'm trying to educate her a little bit as I'm educating myself, but like the best way that I talk about it, right? Like it's, it's cool pictures, it's community, and then it's finding utility within that. And if, I think if you can, at least in what my experience so far is, if you can find that in a space that makes you feel comfortable, then it's cool to kind of figure out. And there's ways to do it to where it doesn't cost you a ton of money. There's different blockchains that, are lower, lower barriers to entry, things like that. So that's kind of like my experience. And obviously I know that, you know, you guys with Aglet, like there's a whole bunch of different stuff, but I like, I, that's something I wanted to share because it's, it is coming to what level, who knows, and how it's going to be up to the individual to see, feel how comfortable they are and where they want to go with it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that you sharing it as a person that is in, you know, like you obviously um, don't play video games all the time. You obviously I you used to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. Like, it's it's about um, showcasing the different experiences and the different walks of life that are actually involved in this industry and that are interested in the metaverse. And I think that it's an opportunity for all of us across all industries. And right now we're seeing it, not just sneakers, not just tech, not just gaming, uh, cannabis too. People are growing mm -hmm. weed plants in the metaverse, which is crazy to think about. I don't know how that really works, but I'm gonna let them have it. <laughs> I'm gonna let them have it. Um, I just think it's cool. I think for you and not just you, I'm saying like the, the, the viewer, the collective you, um, yeah. for them to truly understand and appreciate what this is going to become is to actually get involved. Like if you are in fear of what the metaverse will be, learn about it, research it, get your, get your knowledge up and find your lane. I say this all the time, like find your lane, whether that is trading, buying and selling NFTs, or mm -hmm. it's, creating NFTs, or it's just educating people about the metaverse, or it's actually building product in the metaverse, you know, like, what is your lane? Where, where do you see yourself going? And, and how do you want to be a part of it? And that's just, you know, how you get your start. But I think it's about information, you have to stop looking at what everybody else is sharing and do your own like research, do your own like, you know, uh, uh, Googling, like it's mm -hmm. literally a Google search away. And 
immerse yourself into these communities. If you're like, okay, I do like cannabis and I like NFTs and I like tech, let's get into this, you know, like find the projects that you are genuinely passionate about that you feel like you are drawn to that have soul and purpose and that don't feel like that get rich quick scam that that like they're just trying to flip it for you, you, you know, flip it to you and make some profit off of you. If you feel that, then, you know, find the next best thing. And if it's not for you, it doesn't have to be for you. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be this like grand, you know, uh, you're going to miss out on, you know, like we're still building. And no, it's, this is, it's going to evolve. I mean, again, you know, web three, it's going to continue to evolve. Right. And I think that's the cool thing. And I think what you, you, like what you said, right. Like, and we've talked and NFTs and stuff like that. Like, but we've got a mutual digital friend, you know, Dina and her uh, boyfriend, Fran, you know, like I've started following them and, tr- and I started asking her questions, yeah. right. Because and much like I was asking Gaza questions around cannabis to understand, exactly. because if in the more you see it out there, right, it becomes more prevalent. And if you're not educated on something, ask the questions and start to get educated so that way you can make your own decision. So like that was like, I started asking her and again, Ethereum is from a price perspective compared to Solana on the blockchain, two very different things. So that's what that, but to your point, you you weren't in it 100%. And on top of that, you do your research with where you're comfortable to get into it or immerse yourself or do what you want that, doesn't take you outside of your comfort. Before I even bought a single NFT, I literally was following along. I was asking questions and then I found a project, High Society, because I knew somebody that was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was somebody that I absolutely respected. And I'm actually working on getting Zach on the podcast to kind of talk about that journey. But like, and then I joined the Discord and I started kind of learning and following, right? And paying attention and understanding what people were talking about and asking a lot of stupid questions in there. And again, if you find yourself in the right space, it can be great and you can learn and there's a lot of people that can help. Now, granted, there are people that are there to take advantage. So you, yeah. again, you need to figure out what your level of comfortability is as you insert yourself into it. And you, you can be in communities and not purchase a darn thing, right? But like that's... Exactly. And that, that, but that's, I mean, that's social media saying that you don't have to purchase anything on Twitter. Follow along. Follow. I mean, again, what was the power of social media and everything. What was, I was watching something. What is it? Uh, the nightclub down in Miami that bought a board ape as their like flagship mascot for like $350,000, right? Like to think that this isn't relevant in this space, like, and where we're going, like just start paying attention a little bit, asking questions. I mean, to your point, my normal line of work, you know, partnerships, volleyball, all that stuff. Like, Dude, volleyball clubs and things like that, or like organizations, you can create, it's it's an extension of your community, right? Like, and how do you want to digitally enhance and how do you want to do some of these things? And I, I love talking about it because the more I talk about it, the more I learn about it. Yep. And, and I, my, my quick disclaimer again, Lucy and I are not financial advisors. We're not offering any advice around that. The only advice that I'm, that either Lucy or I are offering right now is to ask questions and to encourage you to educate yourself and you make your own decisions. This is not any unsolicited advice. Ask questions and educate yourself. Go ahead. And it's, um, you brought up, uh, Dina and her boyfriend, Fran. It's so cool to, to connect with people. I've worked with Dina, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, we used to both be a part of the Adidas yeah. field agent program. 
And it's so cool to see people like her, people, you know, in sneakers that I've connected with over the years be a part of this movement. And it really does feel like a movement. It feels like us, you know, all of us believing in something and working towards a common goal, it feels like real change. And I think for a really long time, the main reason why I feel like a lot of people are building the metaverse and why the metaverse is so important is because we no longer feel like we need to live in a world where we have boundaries, where we are, you know, bound to a certain type of, uh, you know, uh, a currency or a certain type of whatever, like we are not okay with that anymore. And I think that the whole decentralization and all of those things, like it will come and people will find ways to make it happen because they're tired of living in a world where things aren't available to them. And so when you think about the metaverse and the endless possibilities, like I always say the endless possibilities because it literally is endless, like uh-huh. you can do anything um, and cross over on multiple things. Like it's like, it's that it's, it's my version of blurring the lines. That's what it is. And I, that's what I want people to take out of it. And that doesn't mean like you're going to miss out and the train's going to leave you and you're going to miss out on this like billion dollar idea, you know, educate yourself. You can't just jump into things and be an expert. You can't just Mm -hmm. jump into things and think that you're going to be able to buy, you know, $350,000, you know, NFT. You just can't really do that. Like there's ways and things that to go about it and you have to make sure that before you're in it's an investment before you're mm-hmm. investing something that you know is your money is tangible the, the the thing that you're investing it in is not and you have to know what those risks are before you jump into something like this um it's not for everyone again it's not for everyone it doesn't have to be for everyone you mm-hmm. know and i think that that's the best part it's like it is for everyone, but it's not for everyone. And anyone and everyone can get involved. Like I've seen, tw- I literally was on a Twitter space uh, call this morning and there was a chef and she's a chef. And, but now she's learning about NFTs. Yep. She is learning how to make her own NFTs. And I'm like, she's a chef. Like, this is yep. amazing. You know, like we were seeing photography NFTs take off. Um mm-hmm. I actually just announced today that I will be an NFT property. <laughs> what? I will. I it's I didn't want to talk about it because I know that I'm nowhere near where like I need to be to be. Well, we got we've got we got we've got a couple weeks before this is got, probably going to come out. So by that time, well, by we'll, that time, it still won't be done. Yeah. No, there's a it's a long process. My I goal, my goal is, and I'm not going to like you know shoot myself in the foot right now by giving out like this time frame. But my goal is to do it by um, International Women's Month. So if and that can kind of tell you what my my NFT project oh. is. You know, a little little peek into it. But you know, who knows if that'll if it'll happen. I want to make it happen. There's a lot of different things. I want to take my time with things and I, I encourage others to do that too. Like find your own lane, but also take it at your own pace. Like hmm. don't feel rushed. There's a lot of shit that's coming out every single day about the metaverse, about Web3, NFTs, and there's a lot of moving pieces that are happening every single day. But that doesn't mean like you have to be on the same pace and feel rushed and feel the need to do things just because you feel the pressure. Take it at your own pace and do what you love 
in, at your own, you know, at your own, like in your own walk, like in your own journey. Well, that's it. And again, like, so I'll come back around to the name of steps, right? And there, there's this picture that I've seen, right? That you've got all these paths and it's the path that you've walked, but again, it's a bunch of paths and there's all these different intersections. And what I think about, whether it be metaverse, whether about life, whether like, we get to, and I said this earlier, we get to choose where we're trying to go, where if we end up there, you know, that's, you mentioned your faith. It's ultimately not up to us, right? It's, you know, God is the the guy guiding force on this and he's kind of steering us down the path, but like, we still have choice. We know where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish. And it is a journey. It's going to evolve. And that's what, that's what life is, right? So like you sit and saying about NFT project and everything, like, you're like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And if it doesn't happen right on the time frame you want, and now I'm going to try to help hold you accountable with that because that's what I love to do. But I know you if not, if not now, when, right, we can right. continue to figure that out. And I, th- I think like tomorrow isn't promised. Tomorrow is not promised. And again, like you talk about the evolution of life, you talk about all these things. I mean, I've put off putting, putting together and launching a podcast for several years, but it's something I've always talked about because I could sit and talk to a wall and have a good conversation just just by virtue of who I am. But like, and I finally, it was just like, there's the moment to where it's like, okay, I'm stepping into this. I did my research. I'm under trying to understand. I don't fully understand it, but I'm comfortable enough to start. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I want to echo, like start, just take one step forward. And again, in my intro, Confucius said the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Mm-hmm. And it, it's as simple as that, right? And it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be this. Like, just start, just start moving and start moving forward. Exactly. I love that. Man. Thanks for quoting that. Dude, I, I, I like, I absolutely love it. And as I was searching and trying to figure out what I was going to name the podcast, right? Because again, you guys have tip. You, you, as you try to bring something to life, you second guess it, you question, you did and all this stuff. And it was just like, it's, and when I floated up by people like you and Geza, you know, like it, it's simple, but yet it's, it has meaning and it's got something And that. Like, that's, I don't know. Like, I think that's almost kind of like a little bit of a metaphor for life from the fact that like, it can be very simple, but there's so much depth to it and you get to choose. Yeah. And it's about taking it like, one step at a time. Like, it's just about, you know, there's a lot of planning and organizing and things that you have to do before taking a leap on things, but you figure it out as you go. And like, I, I really believe that like 90% of my life has just been about figuring it out. And I, you just have to, like, no one is going to come and offer you anything and no one's going to show you the path. And if you're lucky enough and you have mentors around you to be able to open doors for you, then absolutely. But no one gets lucky. You know, it's not luck is not a thing. It's about action and movement and, you know, planning and organizing and putting yourself in a place mentally where you feel strong enough to take anything on. And it doesn't matter how many times you fail, like you fail when you stop trying. And I I really believe that. But I don't, I don't even know how we got into all of this. I think we're talking about steps and, and <laughs> <laughs> but that, that like, and that's, that's, but that's what I love about conversation and connection. And uh, I'm going to use the word community again, and it's going to be layered throughout this podcast, but like, 
you talk about all these things and moving forward and failing. And for me, what it always comes back to is it, like, it's the people that you're surrounded with. And even if you feel very alone, there are people that care. There are people that have your back. There are people that you can lean into. And again, that's if you're going through something or you're, you want to bounce stuff off of, like that's the power of the human experience. And that to me is that's, that's why this got birthed. That's why you and I and Geza talk all the time, because again, it's, it's about helping other people level up, creating comfortability and like just doing some really, really amazing things. And again, what are, I can go on for like for days with this. Like I know we can. Oh my goodness. Um you want me to talk a little bit about I feel like we kind of skipped over Aglet and the metaverse, but I can definitely yeah. go into that a little bit. Yeah, let's let let's let's I'll tell you what, let's tie that. We'll kind of use that as the segue out of metaverse, web three and that kind of stuff. And then um we'll see if there's anything else we that bubbles up and you know we can kind of just see where it goes. Yeah. So with Aglet, we have been up and running for about two years now. Um, the goal was never really to like put out like NFT projects or really like, you know, um, have our players buy like all of the stuff that we drop. You know what I mean? We It was more about coming back to the basics making it about creators, making it about sneakerheads, making it about the love for the culture. And we want to encourage people, especially during the pandemic, and it, it actually launched right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it was the perfect time. Uh, a lot of our players um, from the very beginning, that's what they said, that they loved the aspect of being able to move around in their city yeah. because it is a geolocation app that tracks your location and allows you to uh, hit treasure stashes, secret stashes, and makes sure that you are experiencing, you know, a, a metaverse experience, it, enhancing your, like your walk on an, you know, you're walking your dog and then you hit a treasure stash and you're like, oh snap, like I just hit a treasure stash, cop that sneaker, or you're in the middle of a walk and we have a drop, you know, and you're able to cop the sneakers. We also have a, a marketplace um, within uh, Aglet that just launched last year. Um, it is for our players to buy, sell, and trade their sneakers. Um, we will be adding wallets to it soon and a lot of different things to it. Our way of our way of introducing our players into the metaverse, we understand that this is so new and that our players don't necessarily fully understand what the metaverse is. And we're not gonna just throw them some shit just so that we can make some money. You know, like we are taking our time. We are not hopping on any waves. We're making sure that the education comes first. That's mm -hmm. why we launched Metacurious. We're launching season two this year. And we want to get to a place where we are able to make those jobs and we're able to make money off of other things. Right now, we're really not making a lot of money, but we want to be able to offer those things in a, in a better way so that it's accessible to everybody. We really want to democratize NFTs. We want to make it available for all. We did that last year with a project um, that we did with our Telga sneaker. And we dropped a, a, a gas, a mint, and a... I'm missing the last one, but basically all of the sneaker stories explained what gas was, what mm -hmm. minting was, and what the process was for creating an, and minting an NFT. 
And that's education right there. Right. Like that's and and not to top it all off, it was a free NFT. And you were able to cop it if you collected the full collection by walking in your city and collecting them out in the world. Like some of them dropped in the game, some of them dropped out in the city. And then there was, an, you know, there was like different ways to collect it. And so now it's a play to earn and you're earning an NFT and then, you know, using the value of it to then later use it for your own personal gain. If you want to trade it, if you want to sell it, if you want to. Yeah. Now you learned how to mint an NFT. Now you learned what an NFT was. And now you can go out in the world and learn more about it or continue, you know, like doing your own path with it, like whatever it is that you want to do. We want to create paths for people to be able to get into this metaverse industry in this metaverse world in the right way. And I, I think that a lot of people look at Aglet, they see us still in 2D. Um, still, you know, we're, we're just on these like little shelves we, we just added avatars. Avatars is a whole nother level, right? We still haven't added full community. That's why we have our discord, but we're adding these layers as we go. And as we're building and mind you, we're a team of like 30, 40 people and yeah. we're all spread across the world in LA, in Australia, in Germany, in the UK. And this little team is building this amazing app with you know over 5,000 discord members and over like I can't even I, I lost count at how many players we have currently but I think it's over 200k I'm not 100% yeah. sure don't quote me on that we might yeah. have to take that out <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's subject to editing we're good <laughs> but you know like I, I think it's like it's just a different take and not to you know I don't want to shit on any any other projects that are going on because I I'm happy and it makes me feel so fucking good that everybody is talking about it right now because like last year I was like metaverse and I was like what and now it's okay. like yes it's like amazing the conversation is there we can all talk about it and we can build together and if other people are talking about it it gives us the reassurance that we need to keep pushing and moving sure forward. Uh, yeah. And again, it, then the more people that are talking about it, then you know that, okay, hey, we need to do this. We need to continue to build. And like, so, and again, you have uh, been friends with you guys for, for a while now. And, you know, I got, I downloaded Aglet and then I stopped downloading it because my phone was garbage and it kept, the battery kept draining and all that stuff. And then I, I'll be honest, like probably two, no, probably about a month ago, a month, month and a half ago, I re-downloaded it. Right. And it's funny because my wife and I, Corey, we went for a walk uh, one day and we're cruising and I get a notification that my sneakers are worn down. I'm like, what the hell? Okay. So, uh, and again, I still haven't fully, gra I, uh, I'm going to need a tutorial on that, but like I haven't grasped, you know, there's the different um, attributes and all that stuff. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my shoes. And then I go to the, um, go to the map and I'm like, Hey, we're going to walk this way because there, there's a stash box over here at the corner of Albina and Lombard. So we're going to walk down there. And yeah. I've, I've walked by that one twice and I just keep getting dropped, uh, drop, ag get aglet coins or tokens, but I need, <laughs> I need some shoes in that. We need to change that. Yeah. But like, but like we went on a hike on Monday, the kids mm -hmm. were in school. We were out, you know, we were out, um, out of work and we went on this hike and I get another notification and my wife goes, what the hell are you doing? I go, Oh, I'm changing my shoes. Right. And I, we're on a, like a two and a half mile, like a four and a half mile out and back hike, 1600 feet of elevation change. And I'm on this trail and I'm embracing everything that God is giving to me. And then I'm popping open the app and I'm changing my sneakers. Right. Like it's so 
and again, I'm still learning and to bring it back around, right? Like you haven't even immersed yourself in the community aspect. You're doing all of these things. And that's why I want to encourage people, right? Like Gary Vee talks about a lot about, you know, um, people and wanting to get rich and want to be the next millionaire and everything. But like, no, like you got to go out, you got to hustle, you got to ask your questions, you got to do these things and you can make comfortable living based off of what you love. And I think that's one of the things that I want to kind of come back to and whether we go from there, or we wrap or what, but like you keep talking about things that you are passionate about. I watch it in your face. I hear it in your voice and that's what it's about, right? Like I get lit up to hop on a call and do this with you because it's what I love. And I, I love talking now, learning NFTs. I love talking community and building things and helping hold people accountable. So like, I think if there's one thing for me that is a quick takeaway in, you know, in our conversation so far is it's finding things you love and then taking the steps and immersing yourself in it as much as you can with people that want to see you succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> I love this conversation. I feel like we have these conversations over text. Um, yeah. By the way, I feel like we should let everybody know that this is actually our first like, <laughs> time, like FaceTime. Face to face. Yeah, like fa I guess this is a FaceTime. Yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah, and but yeah, it is, and I think that's what what's so cool about like being vulnerable, asking for help, asking questions, and being open to connection, right? Because again. We're connected through, you know, Instagram and other social platforms. We've texted and we've been on calls, but like it, the, like you're like a long last friend. And I think that's the, that's the power. I'm coming back to that word of community, but like, that's the power of creating community and being willing to do that and ask questions and look at it because five years ago, you're not somebody. And again, I'll, I'll be fully transparent. You're not somebody that I would have ever looked to connect with just by virtue of the fact that our interest, I was a college volleyball coach, you know, getting ready to come over, over to Adidas. Like there was no intersection. I was not a sneakerhead. I was not this, but like, as we evolve as people, right. As do, so do our interests. So do the people we surround ourselves with. So do, like all of that. And that's like, life is an evolutionary process and to kind of put the bow on it, right. Tomorrow isn't promised. So if it's something that you're interested in, if it's something you want to immerse yourself in, ask the damn question, connect with that person and try. Cause what's the worst thing that happens? You don't get a response or it doesn't go the way you plan. Great. God willing, you've got an opportunity tomorrow to wake up, let your feet hit the ground, be grateful and start your day with gratitude in your heart and live your life. Yes. And to add to that, I think the, the part of like, if it doesn't happen, you know, like if people don't get back to you or, you know, it's, it's not like, you have to shut down and that's your only option. Like that should be your pivot. That should be your motivation of like, I'm going to just figure it out myself then, you know, like, and you can, it's literally, I, I say this all the time, but like, it's literally a Google click away. Like it's literally a Google search mm -hmm. away. If you want to learn about something, you want to get into an industry, watch the people, immerse yourself into the culture, Google it, do your research and figure it out. You know, like it's not, it doesn't work the same for everyone and feeling entitled to opportunities from other people or feeling entitled to or wanting the same opportunities as somebody else. You don't know their life. You don't know their background. You don't know the work that it's taken. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in an age and in, in, in a, um, a very important stage in, in history where people think that you have like 
automatic like reassurance like automatic like uh uh um reward you know like oh i'm, I'm doing the work i get the reward That's instant grat- instant gratification exactly yeah and it's not like that and and this is the this is the like generation that that you know kills that that we understand that in order to move forward there needs to be growth there needs to be acceptance there needs to be leadership and everyone in them in them has leadership everyone in them has the the decision making of like taking on the things that they love and doing it themselves make your own path i i am so like Mm, on that i tell this to my brothers all the time you don't have to do what i did you don't have to do it like i did you know there's there's different ways for everyone just find what works for you and do it and don't and be unapologetic about it like say fuck it and do it that's like that that's the epitome of how to live and again in my opinion how to live your life unapologetically and with purpose create your own path, right? You can follow in the path, but again, it's, I'm not going to follow your path the whole way. There's going to be a point in time that I can sit and learn and I'm going to branch off and I can call you and be like, Hey, I know you're up there. How'd you like, and, but that's like, that's what it is. It's being in it with people, but like so many people just want to sit back and just continue to allow things to happen. And, you know, I know you and Gaze are, are people that want to go out and get shit and make shit happen. And again, I do too. It's, it's interesting asking the questions and learning and trying to get outside of my own personal comfort zone with it, whether it be a podcast, learning about NFTs in the metaverse, right? Because again, had I not been open, I just kind of would, I would keep going down the same path that I thought that I was supposed to go down. And if I went down that path, if I'm being honest, I probably would have never gotten out of Ohio. I never, I would have gone back there and not that there's anything wrong with that. Both my brothers, my family, everybody's there, but like, that's not my path. That's not my wife in my path. Right. And again, I think surrounding yourself with a partner, you know, my, my partner, my wife is, she's amazing. We've moved all over the country. We've done all these things, but you do it together and you blaze your own trail. And I think that's just, that's huge. And it's not done as often as, people think, nor does it get celebrated. So again, that's kind of some of the genesis of the podcast, right? I want I want people to know that it's okay to blaze your own path and do your own damn thing and screw some stuff up along the way and just keep going. Yeah, nothing is ever going to be perfect. And it's a hard, like as, as much of a perfectionist as I want to be and as organized as I say I am, I have misses and, you know, like it's going to happen. But like I said before, it's only failure until you actually give up. Like you're not giving up. You're not failing. You're continuing to move forward. It's all a part, a part of the growth, right? That we all do as individuals. And I think that as, as we move um, into the future with acceptance, with grace and with the strength and mental capacity to take everything on, like, I think that that's, that's where it is, you know, like, having that support system too and the people that are on your same wavelength that think like you that support you that love you that's like your reassurance that's the people that you like lean back on when you can't take anything on when you're feeling down when you're feeling Mm -hmm. like it's you know hard and they are the inspiration they're the people that keep me going and it's not even through conversation sometimes it's literally just by seeing them work and that's all i ever want to do like i don't ever want to fall out because I know that, that if, you know, 
if I'm sharing my story, if I'm doing my work and people are inspired by that, like if one person is inspired, I feel like I've done my job. If multiple people are inspired, like even better, you know, and I, I'm just trying to show people that they can. And I think for a long time, a lot of people have been told that they can't. And like, I've been one of those people and I don't want that for others anymore. That literally summed up everything that we talked about. And that's, that's what it's about, right? That's my first guest, Matt Jennifer, when we talked about it, he said, if I can help one person by sharing my story and by doing this, that's what I want to do. And that's, that's what it's about. That's, and I have, I believe in my heart of hearts that you sharing your story will help more than just one person and whether you know it or not. And I think that's the cool thing. And I'll I'll roll into wrap, like kind of wrap up, but like, we never know the impact of on the lives of the people that we have, you know, your brothers may not tell you that they look up to you and respect you and are following your path. And you've helped create a life for them that was probably unimaginable. You may never hear that, but if you continue to do the things you love and you do things with purpose and you follow God's path and you do all like, that's what it's about. And you can put your head on your pillow every night, offer some gratitude and know that you're living your best life. And that's like, to me, that's the culmination of everything that you've shared with me and in our relationship and all of that. And so I like, I want to offer a moment of gratitude before we figure out how people can connect to you and then go into a final question. But like, like I want you to know that I'm truly grateful for the time that we've spent together, but more importantly, like you sharing your true and authentic story because people don't hear those stories. People don't hear the stories from people like you that have pulled up their bootstraps and lived this life and succeeded and, and continue to create the life that you want. You are an inspiration to me and so many people. And I want you to never forget that because that's, that's the secret in all of it. You are an inspiration. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And I literally feel it in my heart because there's a reason that you and I have connected. There's a, there's a, like, I truly believe it. And I want to encourage you. If you ever think about giving up or you, there's a question that you reach out to me because I will give you words of encouragement and remind you that you are living your purpose. And I'm, I'm truly grateful for you. Thank you. And I likewise to you, I think that there's definitely a huge reason why you're in our lives and it goes beyond just like friendship. Like it really is about family and you've said it here today. It's about community and building with the people around you. And I'm so excited for what we're going to do next together. I completely agree. And speaking of what we're going to do next and all that stuff, how can our listeners, I'll throw everything in the show notes, but how can everybody connect with you, all of your adventures, like everything? How, what, like, what's the best way? 
yeah so you can follow me on instagram that's where i'm most active and on twitter it's just lucy crivelli my first and last name and then you can follow aglet at aglet app and tip supply is just tip.supply can reach out to me at any time if you you know want to learn more about any of the industries that i talked about today i am an open book um and i'm i'm just here to support and love on people and and hear people you know i like love hearing what other other people have going on and learning about new things so any projects you want to pitch me or talk about i'm i'm so here for it Oh, my, my head is spinning. So I'm going to be first in line whenever we hang up from this. And, but, uh, like there's so many, there's so much opportunity out there. So anybody that's listening that has anything, right? This is what we talked about. If you have questions, want to reach out, reach out to Lucy, reach out to me again. We don't have all the answers, but let's get in the conversation about whatever it is and let's build some community out there. Okay. My last question. And it's a doozy. I love it, but it's so simple. And I want our—I want you to tell our listeners in your words, who is Lucy? Mm. Lucy is a Mexicana chingona with lots of goals and big, big dreams, but full of energy and and resiliency and love to spread throughout all of the communities that are involved and that love me and that, you know, support me. Um, and I'm a doer, a go-getter and a connector. Connector. I that like talking people. That is the God's honest truth. I love it. You couldn't have dra- described yourself any better. Thank you so much, Steve. Dude, I, I am. We seriously had a great time. This has been fantastic. I'm fully, I'm totally jazzed and jacked up for this, and I can't wait to bring this to the world and let everybody know. So, a um, couple, you know, we're recording this, and it'll be out in a couple of weeks. But we'll, uh, I can't wait to just blast it out there with you. Me too. I feel like, um, it's like a an emotional roller coaster. I love laughing, and then I started crying, and then I started laughing again, and now we're here. We're here. It's the perfect, perfect closure moment. So, um, I, I said, I'm grateful for you. I don't need to say it again and we can talk offline after the fact, but Lucy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. I can't thank Lucy enough for her vulnerability, willingness to share, and most importantly, her real conversation. I hope that each and every one of you took at least one thing from this episode. For me, some of the quick takeaways include it's important to create big dreams and chase those dreams daily. And most importantly, embrace who you are and what you want to be up to. What were your takeaways? What were you left with? Let me know over on my Instagram at Steve Venzel, S-T-E-V-E-V-E-N-C-L on the post for this episode. Additionally, please share this with someone who may benefit from hearing these words. That's what it's about, sharing people's stories and understanding how to keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment. And until next time, keep moving forward, even if it is just one small step at a time.